And the thing that you have to understand is he emphasizes the word fasting. But I want you to look up what's called postperandial, meaning getting your lab work done after eating, particularly an hour or two or three hours after eating, because that kind of catches you in the real world. Most people do not walk around fasting. They, they, just, they just don't. Nick Delgado here. I'm streaming to you live from my office in Costa Mesa, California, about a breaking story that I think you need to hear about regarding Dave Asprey of Bulletproof Coffee. And you're going to see an actual video where we examine his blood with a high-powered microscope and the Colostec lipid profile, and you'll see the truth about whether keto diets are safe or not. Let's jump right into the show and take a look here. Let me just uh, pull it up on the screen here. Okay. And so this is basically the most ripped uh, 62-year-old physician I've ever met. In fact, the most ripped 62-year-old guy I've ever met. But he's been doing all sorts of live blood cell work where you look at live blood to see what's happening. A lot of medicine is looking at dead stuff to try and figure out what happened. It's like looking at, it's like looking at uh, smoke to see what happened in the fire, but maybe right. you just look at the fire, right? I've been looking at blood for 40 years. In fact, he's been trained by some of the top guys in Germany who invented the field of dark field microscopy. It and, actually goes a yeah. little back further. Does uh, it? President Eisenhower, Hiton Lagarde, the physicians of the President Eisenhower, discovered uh, dry oxidative stress testing. The live blood goes back over hundreds of years because uh, 100 years uh, blood hematology. Right. So I use textbook type uh, training and then I integrate that with some of the latest discoveries about oxidative stress. Now everyone's talking about free radical damage and antioxidants oh, yeah. and free radical damage, right? Well, it shows when you look at Nick, he's been paying attention to free radicals and mitochondria <laughs> for a little while because he he's, he's doesn't look or act or have the strength of your typical 60-something-year-old guy. This is what happens when you start biohacking when you're 30 or 40 or 20, that you get major benefits that happen later in life. So you feel better right away, but then as you age, like you basically can kick all your friends' asses if you want to. Not that you would, because they're friends and all that stuff, but you basically, they're like, what are you doing? Why do you look so good? Why is it fair that you're not fat and I'm fat and I'm tired and I have diabetes and all that? Well, you start early and you do the stuff that works the best and you get the data. What we're gonna do here, see Nick's put on some gloves here, is uh, he's going to stick my finger, we're gonna get some blood, we're gonna look at it, we're gonna do an oxidative stress test. Now, you might notice, uh, I, I'm a little bit, I, I look very youthful, we have dramatic, crappy lighting here, but I drank four glasses of really nice biodynamic French wine from 2003 last night, which is more wine than I've had in one night than in, oh, like 10 years. I'm a little puffy, you can see it right here? Um, like, there's a little bit more like in my face, so I'm less wrinkled than I should be. So I'm guessing my oxidative stress will be higher. We're gonna find out what happened. Okay, so Dave Asprey himself is giving a, a drop of blood to me so we can look at his actual blood. And by having it streamed on his Facebook uh, page, uh, I certainly have an implied consent to talk about it. But I think you need to understand because he's often advocating the benefits of keto diet and the ability to consume large amounts of fat. In fact, arguably, he advocates 50% of the calories come from fat. He calls them good fats. I don't call them good fats because he's including what I call processed fats. Because in nature, you would never find coconut oil separated from its coconut meat. You have to process it. Just like you have to process uh, the use of, of coffee from the leaves, you have to process these things. So what he's advocating using butter 
and uh, coconut oil, which he claims is rich in MCT oils and somehow it has some beneficial effect. Uh, the reality is that's not a good thing. We're going to see the reality of what happens under uh, a high-powered microscope and also backed up by what's called a CLIA-waved Colistec machine, meaning that it's so accurate that is it is licensed around the country to perform the test, uh, which we are doing here at the uh, Las Vegas convention back in 2016, where he was a guest speaker the very next day. By then, Dave Asprey was getting a lot of publicity uh, because of his uh, bulletproof and his advertising and marketing and large investors that put a lot of money into him. And everyone wanted to hear that a typical high-fat, high-protein diet, which is representative of what most Americans consume, uh, that you can even go to a higher extreme with even more fat and supposedly uh, be healthy and benefit from that type of approach. You're going to find that's far from the truth. Let's continue. Right, right. Um, and I think you check your blood sugar level on a fairly regular basis, do yeah. you, at times? My or? blood sugar is usually around, if it's fasting, around 87, yeah. which is what you want it to be. And my glucose tolerance is very good, and my insulin sensitivity is as sensitive as it gets. Okay, so he says his glucose is at a good level. His insulin sensitivity is as good as it gets. He doesn't say what the level would, would be. And the thing that you have to understand is he emphasizes the word fasting. But I want you to look up what's called postperandial, meaning getting your lab work done after eating, particularly an hour, two, or three hours after eating, because that kind of catches you in the real world. Most people do not walk around fasting. They, they just... They just don't. Most people are not on a fasting program day in and day out. So my point is that when you measure blood, you start by, you reveal more by looking at blood during the regular day under real conditions. And there is evidence to this to show that medical journals and doctors and scientists, in one of my blogs, I quoted this, that postprandial, that is doing laboratory lipid levels and glucose after eating, is much more accurate and reveals the real world and correlates much more so to heart attacks, strokes, and diabetes, and hypertension tension than fasting tests. Because really, think about it. Fasting is artificial. You're going without eating for 12 hours. In other words, after dinner, you don't eat anything in the morning, just water, and you get your blood test. Well, most anyone can pass that test. And the reason we uh, encourage people to do fasting blood tests is because for years, uh, individuals have eaten so much fat that doctors kept saying, well, I don't know what's going on, but you have too much fat in your blood. Come back after fasting and let's check you again. They only did it because most Americans would never pass that test. Yet cultures around the world where they have the longest life, the cleanest blood, the healthiest level, including myself, we check our blood after eating. Just as you can see, I'm eating a bowl of whole fresh vegetables mixed in with oil-free dressing, uh, really tasty whole natural food. So let's go back to this uh, discussion again and let's see what uh, we, we're going to find from the shocking findings of this lab result. Yeah. So, um, I produced a video called How to Become Diabetic in Six Hours, and uh, it's kind of cool stuff. So, I've been looking at, you know, the, the interrelationship of lipids and glucose and triglycerides and, and human performance. So, I, I said, How to Become Diabetic in Six Hours, I have a famous video uh, that actually, if you type in 
uh, Is Olive Oil Healthy? It's about a 48-minute uh, video on our YouTube channel here. And uh, it'll shock you what you find out because it is not like he implied. You heard him say Coca-Cola sugar, although it is toxic and not good for you in excess. It directly, just like glucose IVs, does not generally elevate triglycerides near as much as direct oils, whether it be MCT coconut oil or olive oil or any other kind of vegetable oil or fats, uh, particularly from cheese or meat, it is very, very toxic. So let's let's dispel each myth as he brings them up and then backtrack saying, as you notice, he set the stage, hey, I drink four glasses of wine. I never drink four glasses of wine in a night. Look how puffy I look. He's trying to explain. He always looks that way. I see him whenever I see him, he looks the same. Uh, inflamed and puffy, but let's let's go further. So we're starting to move away from fasting tests and now looking a lot more postprandial after that eating matters. Because that yeah, that, the clinical studies all correlate with heart disease, uh, diabetes, based on how people's real lifestyle. Fasting yeah. isn't a real lifestyle. It's not oh, yeah. how we walk around all day long. Not, not generally, you know. So, uh, so what postprandial means is that. Postprandial blood sugar spikes because right after you eat, there we go. We got some blood coming out here. Uh, what, what that means is that basically you've got. There we go. Um, basically, you've got a short spike in blood sugar that happens just about 20 minutes after you eat, maybe 15 minutes. What timeline do you like? Um, after you eat, yeah. There's there's a little spike. I think your 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 biggest changes actually occur within uh, two to four hours. Actually, oh, after you look that far after. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I, I looked I look six and I look ten and twelve hours after. Okay. Particularly so with triglycerides and glucose. Oh, uh, with triglycerides. There's yeah. a, a very strong spike. Sometimes up to 140 or even 180 that only lasts for a few minutes. Right. That probably causes a lot of aging. So this is why you might want to eat cinnamon with with something sweet. Okay, so he's saying that blood sugar will spike to 140 to 170 uh, within minutes after eating, I guess he's saying, which isn't quite the case. It will if you have a, a bloodstream uh, loaded with oils and fats like he typically eats, then if you ate something with, say, uh, sugar in it and so forth, it will spike higher because your insulin sensitivity is lower. It's fat that desensitizes the insulin, not sugar itself. Uh, certainly if you're eating a candy bar that has both sugar and fat, that's the worst. But the point is that he's barking up the wrong tree that the reality is uh, we need to check blood two hours after eating, four hours and even six hours as I mentioned, because that's when you find the truth about what's going on. Not 12 hours after a long fast, but within hours of eating, not even within minutes. And although I've measured probably more people's blood in the world, I don't know of anyone who's done tens of thousands of tests over the last 40 years using a high-powered microscope and using uh, the um, blood lipid uh, profiles to measure people instantly and so I've measured people all the way from Tony Robbins to very famous people to athletes. And uh, I've seen uh, things that would shock you. And I even published a paper on it on uh, 697 people that I monitored after uh, 10 days of eating a whole oil-free plant-based diet. And the results were amazingly good. So let's go back to uh, this, this, this scene here in this segment and let's see what, what transpires or chromium or something to keep the blood sugar down a little bit of vanadyl sulfate perhaps so what we're doing now is making a slide okay so he he's saying that chromium vanadyl sulfate that you need to have something if you take in sweets to kind of calm down or minimize the spike of blood sugar and to a degree that's true 
But that's not the real issue. The real issue is you shouldn't be eating processed foods to begin with. But uh, let's let's take a look here as we continue because I've got his blood. I put it in the Colostec machine. Now I'm using a cover slip and to get his blood on the microscope. We're going to look at the blood. Now is this going to be on the screen so I can show people? I'm going to put the uh, live phase contrast oxidative stress okay. on this screen. And on the big screen, I'm going to put the free radical damage oxidative test so cool. for the dry blood there. And... So let's just tilt your hand this way. I know it's a little awkward. It, it, you'll, you'll notice how I, I bleed easily here. I notice that. That's very yeah. cool. Lots of turmeric, and uh, I take my serapeptase, which I've been recommending to bulletproof followers for a long time. Breaks up thrombin. When I was 29, I was. Hey, I think, uh, by the way, I think it's a good idea to, to use turmeric. Uh, we use it in a product called Live Detox. I, I think it is really beneficial from an anti-inflammatory standpoint, from detoxification. Uh, and now he's talking about his own history of, of having, uh, we'll hear in a moment, but extremely thick blood and using enzymes. I think enzymes are fine too, but let's listen in. I was diagnosed at very high risk of stroke and heart attack because within 10 seconds I had full coagulation of my blood. So I, I'm in a very different place than I used to be. At so he, he's saying that he was at high risk for a stroke because he had excessive clotting uh, tendencies. And uh, that certainly may be true. Uh, I, I'm not sure at what stage he was in, in terms of the food he was eating at that time, if he was on a standard Western diet. Some people have genetic tendencies that put them at greater risk. I, I fully agree and appreciate that. Uh, but I know my situation. It wasn't genetic. I was eating massive amounts of meat, cheese, eggs, and dairy product. And you're going to hear what happened to me from following a typical Western diet above and beyond, more like a keto or paleo diet, because I thought it was just important to avoid sugar like everyone teaches and so forth. But let, let's listen. And I was avoiding dairy product, but eating massive amounts of, uh, of eggs and meat and cheese and things like that. Well, cheese is obviously a dairy product, but I was eating that at the time. Uh, since I could tolerate better than regular milk, it was, you know, fermented. But let's go on. Age 23, I had a, 22, I had a TIA, a transient ischemic Whoa. attack, uh, my first small stroke. And I had hypertension during all of high school <laughs> um, on blood pressure medication. So it was after that that I made dramatic changes, I realized. You, you want to be a biohacker? It's easy. Just be old in your 20s. That's what happened to me. I had arthritis. Yeah. I was obese. I had type, like pre-diabetes, pre yeah. all that crap. And you're like, okay, I got to do something about this. Everyone else waits till they're like 45 and then it sucks. So. Okay, so, so Dave brings up a good point that uh, both he and I had a, a serious uh, concern in our 20s of having uh, risk factors that put it at great likelihood that we would have a stroke or heart attack and very likely uh, take our life. Um, in my case, uh, I understood clearly because I was able to acquire the information uh, reading the book Live Longer Now with Nathan Pritikin and following that program and meeting with Pritikin six months later and working with him. Uh, in Dave Asprey's case, uh, he somehow uh, did go plant-based, as I understand in his history, and it helped, but then he said he had some other issues, probably food compatibility issues that could have been detected. Uh, but let, let's take a look and, and see what he has to say. So uh, what you guys can do is just watch this and I'll answer questions if I can. Hey Marge, what's up? And uh, uh, just basically see what my blood looks like and then you can actually find probably in your town dark field microscopy and live blood analysis. It's a little hard to find, it, it, yeah. particularly by someone who's trained well. I have a handful of physicians that I've trained okay. in the years. So 
you know, we have an approved list that, you know, if you're going to... Well, that's cool. So it's on your website? Um, we'll post that. All right, we good. Yeah, so Dr. James Lorenz in Michigan does uh, blood morphology along with the lipid testing, um, the, the way I, I taught him. And uh, Dr. Mitchell Gen is familiar with, I'm not sure if he's actually doing the live blood uh, analysis in his offices. Dr. Tara Grossman at one point was doing the test, became very enamored. He's the doctor to Google, Dr. Kerry, uh, Terry uh, Grossman in uh, Denver area. Um, but, uh, you know, some of the doctors uh, have not embraced the study, not that they don't believe in it. Uh, Dr. Ron Klatz, um, who, who is the president of the American Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine, uh, believes in it very th to the point where he thinks every doctor's office should have this kind of testing. So we do have an online course uh, that we provide now. And I did teach a course in Orlando in uh, 2012 that was CME credit, uh, AMA approved, uh, which which was really uh, well received. But here, let's go further. Well, what, what is your website even? NickDelgado.com. Yeah. And, and, and just so you guys know, I just, I, I walked up, I, I know of Nick. He knows of me. So we ran into each other <laughs> at, on the show floor. I'm like, hey, let's do a Facebook Live, get some of my blood. So there's no commercial interest here. This is just, uh, this is just me being a biohacker and curious and sharing it with you guys because I think you'd like it. Hey, David. Yeah, so so thank you, Dave, for giving me uh, recommendations. And he knew about me and one of the leading anti-aging uh, educators and doctors. Uh, as I'm not an MD, I'm a PhD. But uh, I, I do find that looking around the world at the literature, you know, that we can really make a big difference in people and helping with publications and articles and just just kind of sharing the truth. So uh, let, let's go further with, with what Dave has to say. This in is Detroit, got to get you some uh, activated charcoal there in your water filtration system. In fact, well, Detroit, so we're talking about that. I don't care where you live, your water is probably crap. I have great water from a well. I still have a big block charcoal filter and a membrane filter because you have no idea who's going to pee in your well when you're not looking or who's going to spray glyphosate on the, the land near you or whatever Check this else. Out. Look at your blood right here. All right. This is your live red blood cells. These are some triglycerides. You mentioned you might have eaten something um, heavier out of the, the norm for you. I, I drank a bunch of wine last okay. night. Okay, so he mentions he drank a bunch of wine last night. Uh, you can actually see on the screen, if you can see this cursor, in the background, these are the red blood cells. But in the background, because I'm up close, I can see massive amounts of fatty particles in his, in his blood called chylomicrons. And those chylomicrons are the way in which we transport essentially fatty particles in food. But they're a conglomerate, uh, particularly from excessive oils and fats, because if you ate a oil-free, complex carbohydrate, plant-based protein diet, and did not overeat, your background of your blood would, would spike a little bit, but nowhere near as high as, as Dave's. He's blaming it on the wine. I would like to show you a challenge where my blood is really clean, pretty much morning and night, whether I'm fasting or not fasting. And I'll, I'll go ahead and take his challenge and drink four glasses of wine, check my blood every hour for the next like six hours if you want me to do that study. Not that I drink wine. I, I don't essentially ever drink alcohol except once in a great while, maybe a half a glass or something. He goes on to say that he drinking four glasses that night is like something he would have hardly ever done in the whole year. So, you know, I, I, I do appreciate him trying to explain the situation, but the explanation is his keto diet. That's why there's so much fat circulating in his blood. 
and the lipid levels that we're going to reveal to you is rather shocking. But uh, I'm going to jump the gun a little bit and just tell you that his uh, measurable fat levels uh, of total uh, lipids uh, came up uh, rather high. So uh, let, let, let's go ahead and watch the show, and I think you're going to find this even even more impressive. And by the way, these are white blood cells in the background. He seems to have an overactivity of a particular type of eosinophils that show up uh, under uh, food compatibility issues and delayed food allergies, often seen in people eating a lot of animal product. But let's go on. Okay, here's your white blood cell here. Uh, let me uh, get this all focused for In fact, you I'm going to turn the camera around, guys, so that you can see that. This is like a cool uh, white blood cell granulocyte, which sometimes shows up when there's delayed food allergies. We'll, we'll see how many there are. I, I definitely am working on some food Meanwhile, allergies. Meanwhile, we're doing... Okay, so you see a really good close-up here. The fatty particles in the background moving because of brownie movement, not, not because they're uh, moving of their own volition. Uh, brownie movement comes from molecules so small they hit the smaller particles and move them around. Here in the middle, you see an amazing white blood cell that we all have in our bodies of the immune system. And you can see it, it's almost like a pseudopod movement moving along, looking for viruses and bacteria and protecting us as it should. But if we see too many of those white cells, there should only be one uh, white cell per se, four or 500 red cells. But I saw one or two per say 50 red blood cells. Uh, that, that would bear uh, additional testing, food compatibility, which could solve Dave's inflammatory problem, not by going to this extreme high fat diet, high protein diet and avoiding all complex carbohydrates. That doesn't make sense because you need fiber, you need complex carbohydrates. Uh, but but let's 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 go uh, a little bit further because I, I think the story uh, will become quite clear as you uh, find out that his triglycerides actually measured 208, which is not terribly high in the middle of the day, but it's higher somewhere over two 250. It, the blood starts to clump quite a bit more, but it's kind of the beginning level. Uh, I know they were serving butter at his uh, at his booth and. Um, <laughs> I certainly wouldn't take a, a big slab of butter thinking it's healthy for you. I mean, it just doesn't make sense. But go ahead. Let's watch uh, the further. In a lipid profile. And over here, I'm going to do some dry blood. All right. Some dry blood over here. And we're going to scan real quick for any heavy metals. Monique says oh, check this out. See that black ring? Yeah. I'm going to take you over to that other booth. We're going to measure 14 different metals and see if there's any kind of a exposure of mercury, uh, cadmium. My slightly elevated right Okay. Now. All right. So that is also slightly high. Okay. So we're picking up. Okay, so he said his mercury slightly high. Some of his heavy metals are high. This is not, I want to emphasize, a definitive test under dry blood as it's drying to detect heavy metals. Uh, it, it is a proposed theory that we're working to validate, uh, particularly when we do see those big black rings. Uh, we, we often will uh, go ahead and follow up with a proper uh, heavy metal tests from both hair analysis, blood, and urine by all three samples. Oftentimes, most experts, including Dr. Chris Shade, 
will admit that uh, sometimes heavy metals can detect uh, escape detection under one type of sample, but if you do all three, oftentimes you find this in children on the spectrum. You find this in individuals with heavy metal toxicity, particularly if they work in an industry uh, where they're exposed to a lot of metals or if they eat a lot of fish, like Tony Robbins recently, who was eating a lot of big game fish. It caused him a, a big, big serious problem of heavy, heavy, heavy mercury. But um, let's get back to the point because we want to see the whole idea of oxidative stress. And curls uh, was 550 curls in one hour by Stuart Burrow from the UK. In April 2010, uh, I picked up 50 pounds in front of uh, three judges and the film crew, and I did uh, 1,038 curls in one hour. You kicked his ass. I kicked. I doubled the world record, the Guinness world record. And so this is basically the most ripped 62-year-old uh, physician I've ever met. Okay, so uh, let, let me jump ahead here. Uh, it. it, it picked up the beginning of the show. So <laughs> give me a moment here. Uh, okay, we got that. Give me a second. Sorry. Okay. There's certain things you have to do to allow you to be able to do the test. We do this colostec because that's what's called clear wave. So this will allow us to do the test, and then this is only supposed to be a screening. Otherwise, it's high complexity and it's very hard to register. Okay. Yeah. Question from Daniel Va about taking activated charcoal every day. I manufacture the finest particle activated charcoal on the market that's acid washed to remove heavy metals. I take it every day. I think it's a great idea as long as you're taking it uh, away from food or supplements where it might absorb it. Okay, so the beauty of this test is instant. We can see what's going on okay. and you can change your protocol, your diet, your exercise, your supplements, and you can see within hours, if not days, uh, changes. Uh, so you can really, when you're talking about biohacking, you can really zero in and know how to fine tune just, just to the perfect level of nice. where's your glucose, your triglycerides, you know, where are you at with... Uh, so, so what are these pointy little bastards right here? Okay, these are red cells that are sticking a little bit to the slide and um, when they get coated with some of the triglycerides, they get a little bit of stickiness and they'll stick right. to each other. So you want to get that blood viscosity right where you want it to be my, and dialed in. My so triglycerides are generally Pretty low. Okay. Um, okay, so he's saying his triglycerides are generally pretty low, and yet we measured them out at 208, which I'll put it at moderately elevated, not terribly high, but certainly not a level that walking around throughout the whole day, you know, into the morning by morning, of course, it would clear uh, in most cases, but someone following uh, one of these extremely high fat. Uh, keto diets is going to have better levels when they fast and worse levels in the middle of the day when they're eating. The opposite is true of someone on a plant-based oil-free diet. Uh, the, these individuals will have uh, their best levels throughout the day, actually, because you're getting glucose. Your body doesn't have to release free fatty acids into the bloodstream. And upon fasting, the levels may be slightly higher for triglycerides because fasting is an artificial state. And the, the body perceives the lack of food to want to quickly try and release fat in the blood uh, to make up for uh, lack of, of calories. We know this from starvation studies. We know this 
past fasting more than uh, a day or two, the triglycerides actually start to go up. We know this in people who get a fever. The body uh, has a primitive way of releasing fats in the blood when it, it, it perceives that your body has to kind of stay in the cave and heal. So let's let's go further here and uh, see what the next section. I, I uh, will find this quite interesting. I have some thoughts about where they're at right no, now. No, do, do tell but uh, here, let's first take a look at the obvious. I see, eat lots see, of sushi with rice for lunch. Okay, see how that's a little bit oval? Can you yeah. see how that's different than the round? White cell for people on Facebook here. Okay, hold on. Oh, sorry, it's a little bit squirrely there. Hey guys, by and, the way, and that, they, amoebas are gross. I've been seeing some uh, very strange amoeboid-like um, flagella bacteria that swim in schools oh, wow. and uh, I was just checking with Dr. Stephen Fry who's published a paper about that mm -hmm. he said this this is a, a really rare uh, thing there uh, it's ringing so someone grab it so Dave was saying that he had eaten sushi uh, he was also saying uh, that there there's some kind of amoeboid um, bacteria microbe he, he was exposed to this microbe he said came from um, Arizona that there was some uh, tainted water or food. I, I didn't quite follow exactly the origin of that. But uh, l let's go further to, to, again, understand what's going on in Dave's blood. This is very, very revealing. So that being said, um, he said there, there's some very dangerous microbes out there that's either waterborne or foodborne. So it tells you you really have to be careful of your this was a, a, filtration amoeba, systems. Amoeba something fragilis. And I picked it up actually in Phoenix where there's a problem with water shortage. Oh, so wow. they keep recirculating the water and it, it's usually something you get like 1% of travelers get it, but it trashed, it trashed my gut pretty bad. Okay, so your cholesterol is um, 258, HDL27. Seven, triglyceride 208. Whoa. I was figuring How in the 200 range. Normally 67. If I, I if I drew your thing. blood and send it. Okay, so he uh, first mentioned about the uh, recycling the water in Phoenix causing uh, exposure to amoeboid uh, type organism, and that he had to take antibiotics. Okay, so that's a, a different issue. But when I actually gave him the readings and he started questioning the results of the machine, well, a colostack is what's called clear wave. It's extremely accurate. If you drew blood from a person, I'm about to say this, send it off to Quest or LabCorp, one of the big labs, they would come up within, in my experience, five points or so of the readings. Uh, that's why uh, this particular uh, colostack machine is so accurate. We choose to use it. But um, I go on to say his cholesterol level, listen, is a whopping 258. He even goes on to say that he tends to have a cholesterol of between 220 and 260, which shows he's walking around like a time bomb, very high risk to have a heart attack or stroke uh, younger than your years. His LDL cholesterol uh, in this case is uh, 199. Uh, I go on to uh, explain to Dave that his HDL, the good cholesterol, is too low at 27, particularly in relationship to his high LDL bad cholesterol. And his ratio is 9.2, I think it is. Your ratio should be under 3.0. Uh, terribly, terribly high. His non-HDL is 231. So that means the uh, v VLDL portion, that is, uh, particularly when triglycerides are higher, you're going to see a higher level. And his glucose level was okay at 87, just a matter of time before his glucose level would go up uh, if he continues to sustain that way of eating and living. Uh, so let, let's go a little bit further here. It off, yeah. uh, Clea wave, the, the cassettes right. are calibrated. Yeah. It's going to be pretty close. The, the 258 does, is, doesn't bother me. I go between 220 and 260, but the HDL is shockingly low. So I, 
LDL of 189. That's also pretty off. Okay. So it could be just the wine effects? because It does can affect, that. and in the middle of the day eating, because yeah. you're normally doing a fasting, and yeah. I'm doing postprandial, so uh, we yeah, got to dial that giant in. giant sushi lunch, too. Th so. There you go. Non-HCL 231, uh -huh. total cholesterol to HCL ratio 9.6, glucose 87. So... Okay, so his ratio was actually 9.6, which is even worse than I said. Uh, and he said he had a giant sushi lunch. Uh, okay, so what was in the sushi? A lot of fish. Uh, he might blame the rice that was in it, but, you know, does, does he have trouble following his own diet? I mean, I'm not quite clear why he mentioned that, a giant sushi lunch. That That's what he ate. Is, is that on a keto diet? Okay, maybe he just adds uh, the, the raw fish. Uh, it's hard to say. He, he didn't elaborate on that. But what I'm concerned about is, is how elevated his levels are. And one of my uh, lectures I did recently, one of the participants who has attended my talks before said Dave Asperly uh, publicly stated recently that he has excellent uh, lab levels. Well, he already went on to say that his cholesterol routinely is between 220 and 260. That's not excellent. That's where most people have heart attacks and strokes. So what does he mean by excellent? Get Dave to show his current lab work then. It's been two years. Maybe I'll see him again and catch up and let's corner him and, and uh, look at his blood under a microscope. Look at mine. Uh, look at the lipid levels. Have a lab drawer blood. Send it off that same day uh, as I did my blood test yesterday. I'll be happy to share my lab results. Let's, let's see what his are. Uh, I, I would beg, uh, I would beg the point that uh, his levels are probably dangerously high, as uh, they tend to be, uh, based on this test. Uh, it's been two years since, but if his diet's still the same, I, I can tell you he, he's at serious risk, and you shouldn't take his advice if this is what's going on in uh, Dave's blood. So let's take a look uh, further. Okay, so let's take a look now uh, to finish part of the report. I'm going to pause for a second here. And you guys know that I truly don't count cholesterol as a particularly meaningful thing. I look at inflammation markers, and I'll tell you I'm relatively inflamed right now too, which isn't a good thing. Okay, so first he discounts the test after he questioned the results. And I was able to explain to him these results are very accurate, but then he admitted his cholesterol tends to run 220, 260. Now he's saying, hey, if you follow me, you know I only look at inflammation. I don't look at cholesterol levels because they're unimportant, really unimportant. Uh, all the studies leading up throughout all of science has shown they're absolutely relevant. Uh, Cleveland Clinic and other large published studies by Dr. Barnes on 10,000 autopsy reports correlated directly the higher cholesterol level, the higher the incidence of heart attack and stroke, and on autopsy that was confirmed. And in the countries that ate plant-based whole foods diet, their cholesterol levels were clean and absolutely immaculate at the time of death. They died of either old age or just, you know, an accident or whatever it was. But he's blaming inflammation on most all these chronic diseases. Is inflammation really the cause of all these chronic diseases? And so let's let's go further and hear what, what Dave has to say in his explanation of his uh, poor laboratory results. And I think Dr. Joel Kahn, the cardiologist who debated Dave Asprey recently in, at a Google talk, um, I say recently about a year ago, would find uh, this video very interesting because it shows the truth of what Dave's lab levels actually are and not just him telling everyone how healthy he is. So let's let's take a look and go further. But I know just from lots of lab, lab tests what my normal ranges are here, and it, it's, it's pretty interesting. So we're gonna learn some more. 
and it could. Okay, so he says he, he Dave says he knows what his normal lab levels are. It's pretty interesting. Uh, clearly, he's aware fasting, or maybe he's not, is not the gold standard when you're trying to compare people who are at greater risk for heart attack and stroke. Postprandial is truly a, a more accurate uh, way to measure it. Um, I, you know, I, I, I'm here in my office studios with all my books and textbooks and I can just show you, you know, study after study in my research laboratory and library as well. So if you're following this, um, you can get one of my earlier books, uh, Grow Young and Slim. And I reference this and my newest uh, cookbook, Simply Healthy Cookbook. I think it'll give you a, a lot more information to, to go about. But let's go back to Dave's uh, actual results. B, the alcohol influence has yeah. left a little bit of candida. See these little white patches, but candida I'm fungus. Also, I'm also off of uh, uh, antibiotics, which always cause candida, right? Okay, so he, he's saying... Uh, 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 he, I pointed out that he has candida in the blood under the high-powered microscope, and then he admits he's on antibiotics. <sighs> wow, people are really overdoing the use of antibiotics. But he, I think, made the point that he got exposed to some uh, amoeba in, uh, in Phoenix, Arizona, and he's been trying to recover from that. But, uh, man, antibiotics rip up your gut health. They really do. They're really, really hard on people, particularly if you take them routinely as many people. And here he is in the health industry. Why is he taking antibiotics? Well, he says he got exposed to water that was bad and recycled. Okay. Well, then maybe if he knew that, he would carry uh, his own fresh water with him and drink it or at least cold-pressed juices, and that would have been safer. But let's go further. Let's see what uh, Dave has. Yes. So I, I yes. used to have severe candida, and I, I've gotten rid of it largely, and I can see there's some chronomatics. So I'll, I'll be going on uh, fluconazole. Got it. Okay, so um, if... So he mentions later Nizerol and some of the... Uh, the candida fighting uh, medications to fight fungus. And I don't deny that uh, some people have depressed immune systems. They tend to have more of the candida fungus. Uh, he would probably say that, you know, it comes from fruit, as some people claim. You know, fruit is healthy. Whole fruits and vegetables, beans and peas are all good. Certainly sugar is not good for candida, and candida will feed off of it. But uh, let's, let's again go, go to the rest of the story. If it was here. me, I would use some caprylic acid to knock this out. That we that have that. Brain octane is. Okay. You know, so well, I, yeah, it's a coconut derivative, isn't yeah, it? Brain octane every day. I love it. I lo okay, so I mentioned caprylic acid in uh, capsule form, I didn't say, or a dry form is a good use. He says he has it in his octane fuel caprylic acid because it's a coconut derivative. I don't think you should use an oil to try and uh, knock out. Uh, candida and if it did work how come he has so much candida so it's a little bit of uh, contradictory so let, let's again go to what he says I love it. it works okay. really well all right so let's take a look further what do you think about prescription antifungals uh nizerol and so forth yeah nizerol uh, or nystatin or fluconazole I try and work around them. Do you? I mean, I've had such good results. With have them. you? With people with chronic candida, so like just you whack it over the it head. It does. Yeah. It, it does knock it out. I mean, <laughs> I mean, if you can find an elegant way to clear it, you know, yeah. without, then sure. that's so your next I, level, right? So I mentioned uh, the the prescription antifungals that it's best to work around it, build up your immune system in a healthy, natural way. Um, I I have some more comments about that. We we use a, a very special product called. Uh, adrenal DMG, which has uh, been very helpful in helping to combat um, fungal forms. 
but there are at times I will say that some people need a prescription and it should be short-term use if they do use it. And uh, so l let's let's take a look for. So I'm seeing some oval-shaped cells. So you know I'm going to want to look at uh, you know again a little bit more of an absorbable B12 folic so acid. So I do a mix of uh, of uh, methyl and hydroxycobalamin, about two milligrams Good. a day. Yeah, and I do have the genetic SNPs, so too much methyl doesn't work for me with my MTHFR. Right. So, no, Facebook. So, guys, this is how much you should know about your own. Okay, so I don't know why there 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 was um, a, a jump cut there. Dave uh, was mentioning that uh, he has the genetic SNP that doesn't allow him to use. Uh, the some of the methylators, 5-methyl tetrahydrofolate, which is very helpful in getting good shaped cells. He 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 shows some uh, ovalocytes. It's called misshaped cells. It shows poor absorption of certain of the uh, B vitamins, particularly methylcobalamin and 5-methyl tetrahydrofolate, which you can get also from folicine from a lot of green leafy vegetables that he clearly doesn't eat enough of. And also the fact that when he drank alcohol, like he admitted drinking four glasses the night before, um, you know, alcohol itself depletes the storages of B vitamins. And so that's not a healthy thing as well. So let's go further biochemistry if you want to live a really long time you got to know what vitamins work for you so here we've got um well i, I tend to uh, agree with what he's saying you have to know what vitamins work for you and be personalized uh do proper laboratory tests and evaluation symptom evaluation and uh, we have a, a wellness questionnaire at our website if you just simply go to life performance dot store forward slash form you, you'll come across some very extensive questionnaires and information that will help you I, i'm sure guide you uh, but in the interim let's let's go further see what what dave has to say now I, to give him a perspective of what we're looking at uh we uh, had the drop of blood not covered by the cover slip yeah and these are the individual same red blood cells that was at over 3,000 okay. magnification Okay, so I, I did want to mention that we finished his live blood uh, analysis. Some people refer to it as uh, uh, blood hematology evaluation, the shape, the quality of the cells, and for sure the lipid levels uh, for his uh, HDL, LDL, non-HDL, VLDL, and ratio, and glucose, and cholesterol. But now we're doing what I consider to be an experimental study of oxidative stress to measure what's called free radical damage. Uh, there are backup studies that we're trying to perform now to cross-reference with lipid peroxidase from uh, Genova Lab, and there's a breath analysis you can do that measures free radical damage and oxidative stress. Uh, there certainly are other indicators as well, uh, but uh, it's a simple, easy test, and I describe it, so I, I want in this segment for you to kind of get a little sense about it. And uh, particularly people who exercise a lot tend to have better uh, uh, look of free, uh, less free radical damage and uh, healthier looking blood. But let's go. This ahead. is at about a 400 magnification. Okay. And all I'm doing is looking for patterns. Um, so the patterns that I'm looking for are what is the level of oxidative stress and free radical damage. So uh, when I see uh, a little bit of hypercalcemia right here, mm -hmm. see that little streak? Yep. Take a look at, 
at that that little bit of look. So I would be looking at the pituitary as well yep. and making sure that we have an optimum level. Maybe some protein peptides would um, help, help with that. Which peptides help with, uh, with your pituitary? Uh, By the way, I know I have autoimmune type of pituitary. And you know what would be really cool? Thymosol. Thymosol is a protein oh, yeah. peptide to knock, out, yeah, yeah. to knock out some of the candida and some of the fun. Okay, so to backtrack for a moment, um, I, I wanted you to see where I was showing the... Uh, what's called uh, hypercalcemia in, in the blood here. Just take a look again. I want you to see this. They're, they're like streaks The level in the blood. of oxidative stress and free radical damage. So uh, when I see uh, a little bit of hypercalcemia right here, mm -hmm. see that little streak? Yep. Take a look at, at that, that little bit of look. So I would be looking at the pituitary as well yep. and making sure that we have an optimum level. Maybe some protein peptides would um, help, help with that. Which peptides help with, uh, with your pituitary? Uh, By the way, I know I have autoimmune type of oh. pituitary. And you know what would be really cool? Thymosol. Thymosol is a protein oh, yeah. peptide to knock, out, yeah, yeah. to knock out some of the candida and some of the fungal forms that we're seeing. Yeah, so I mentioned thymosol, which is a peptide. Uh, it's interesting. He he mentioned uh, you could barely hear, but something about the, the, he. I thought he said he has some kind of a pituitary issue, and um, so let, let's go further. What his summary is. So, so, guys, one of the things that you probably don't know is that there are documented studies showing that exposure to environmental toxic mold. You know, I did the, the document on that. Actually, trigger an autoimmune response to specific parts of the pituitary gland, which I probably have, although that's very hard to diagnose, but all of my downstream hormones have been dysregulated and I've re-regulated them, which has been a work of progress over the last 10 years. Lots of detail here. You may not know this kind of stuff, but hey, I'm just going to share it with you because it's cool. Okay. And then we're looking at renal stress. Okay. So he did confirm there was some kind of a pituitary issue. Uh, he, he claims that he was able to deal over a 10-year period with his dysregulation and um, he, he wasn't very specific about how he went about it, and I'm not going to pry into his medical records and information, uh, but he's sharing openly, which is really good. I, I have to commend Dave Asprey for coming on a live stream, quite uh, unexpected and, and airing this, but I, I don't think he realized I would show it at a later time, and I hope he forgives me and wants to come forth and, and uh, prove his program to be effective or not based on current levels because from two, over two years ago it didn't look good at all uh, his, his dry blood his live blood analysis his lipid profile did not look good and um, it needs attention and in two years if he hasn't made improvements or changes towards uh, a proper food compatibility testing whole food eating uh, certainly he advocates exercise but he also uh, talks about a biohack where you can exercise just a few minutes uh, a day or a few minutes a week something like that I I'm not sure what his current philosophy is about exercise, but uh, we, we can go further here. These medium-sized holes, so yeah. your body may not be producing at this time enough cortisol, so it's it, depending more on adrenaline. And then the tiny little holes are usually an allergy response, and yeah. that's why I've seen a high white cell count. Oh, yeah. So there could have been something you ate that was incompatible recently. I, I, mean, I, I, I mean, I'm at a, I, I'm at a restaurant, <laughs> street, so, and right. I have relatively strong food allergies. They're way better than they were. Okay. But certainly, as a 300-pound obese, kind of unwell guy, 
uh, if you can tell me how to turn all of them off, I'd say I'm halfway down from where I used to be. Yeah, I use a, a dimethylglycine for the liver and Dimethyl. ashwagandha, and then I use um, adrenal cortex. Okay, I, I do all that stuff. Okay, I put together a product Adrenal DMG, and yeah. I think I've actually used it a, a few times. My my adrenal absolutely. Oh, very cool. Pretty much every adrenal on the on the planet. Okay, so it's kind of cool. We were talking about adrenal function and dysregulation, and I mentioned a product that uh, we have made available to the public, Adrenal DMG, for the last more than 15 years. And he said, oh, yeah, I, I use that product, uh, my product, he said, the, the product that uh, is from uh, the formulations and, and the Delgado Protocol approach. So um, I was encouraged to hear that. Uh, he, he, he and I have some similarities and some agreements about biohacking, about supplementation, about bioidentical hormones. Uh, yet with diet, we're 180 degrees opposite each other. But let's, let's go further. What do you think of uh, bioidentical cortisol replacement? Uh, I think it's amazing for the first year, mm -hmm. and after that, you, you should be able to work out a way to stabilize the adrenals so they may not have to depend on it at all or okay. as much. Got it. uh, it's been my experience, it takes somewhere between a year to two with Wilson's protocol, with yep. his adrenals and glandulars, and my protocols, and we can usually get the adrenals to function properly. And just uh, for Facebook listeners, uh, Wilson wrote one of the first books about adrenal dysfunction. Every, every health expert you hear today talking about adrenals is basically parroting his work and, and some of your work, Dr. Delgado. Yes. Yeah, so he, he, he's saying that um, Dr. Uh, Wilson and his book, Adrenal Fatigue, and he mentioned uh, the work that I do, uh, Dr. Nick Delgado and parotene our work, uh, almost anyone referring to a cortisol or adrenal dysfunction. Certainly, I want to mention uh, one of my mentors, Dr. Terry Hertog, who originally enlightened me about uh, adrenal fatigue and what I was suffering from, which I've been able to correct over the years and sustain really amazing, good adrenal levels. But that included going coffee-free, getting quality sleep, uh, making sure I eat whole food uh, diet, get a lot of daylight during the day, and get it real dark at night. Uh, th these are a number of the steps that uh, Dr. Wilson uh, agrees with. And Dr. Teitelbaum in his Sunshine uh, Ackerman, and uh, you should watch that, Jacob uh, Teitelbaum uh, from Hawaii, and how he and I and Dr. Terry Grossman agree uh, about the intervention. So we, we are somewhat the pioneers, if you will, in uh, helping people to restore from adrenal fatigue. And uh, certainly, as I mentioned, cortisol, hydrocortisone, the book Safe Uses of Cortisol by William McKinley Jeffries. Uh, again, uh, very important works in science and research to reduce flus, colds, build up the immune system. Very important to regulate your energy levels, to regulate your body weight. Uh, cortisol is one of the most important hormones, if you don't know this, uh, without which you would die in minutes if you didn't produce enough cortisol. It's also the source of uh, when you don't produce enough, people have addictions to food, uh, to drinking alcohol, uh, using um, prescription or non-prescription drugs. So there's a whole story behind that. We won't get into it at this stage, but let's go further because it's getting really interesting. And, and working as a starting point. So th these are the original pioneers in the field. Sure. Ty, can you uncover the, the little backdrop there? So what we're looking at is this is healthy blood. Healthy blood has little or no oxidative stress or holes in it. Unhealthy blood has these big, massive white holes yep. all over the place. So when you exercise, you want to exercise so intensely that you're breathing heavily yep. during the entire hour, hour and a half. Um, you got to really hit it. Don't don't just stroll in the park. Mm -hmm. I mean, if, if you're not able to exercise, go longer distance and, you know, do do your best. But that, that intense breathing um, uh, usually translates into much healthier looking blood. 
Um, Did we just lose power or what? I think. I think they just cut know. show power. Yeah, I, I think everyone. Okay, well, the good thing is. I, I got all the necessary information here, right. and I'm able to assess uh, where we're at with oxidative stress, and I'm gonna like you to look at the hydrogen protocol I'm gonna introduce you to. All right. I think that's gonna help reduce the little bit of free radical damage that I do see. We, we just did a, a Facebook Live yesterday with the hydrogen guys, so if, if you're not subscribed to the YouTube channel, or YouTube, sorry, to the Facebook channel right now, you can actually click little like, like this, notify me later, because I'll put these things up tomorrow too after my keynote presentation here. All right, so hydrogen is something I do use on a regular basis at home. Okay, okay. good. And what's your hydrogen protocol look like? Um, I like to use a combination of hydrogen um, tablets. I drop okay. them into water, make sure the water is filled all the way to the top, mm -hmm. and I put them in a special BevH2 container because molecular hydrogen will leach right through stainless steel or, or plastic or uh, metal, mm -hmm. uh, uh, glass, excuse me. And so uh, I drop the tablets in, seal it in, and wait about five minutes, and I just chug that puppy down. All right. And and uh, I also use uh, molecular hydrogen drops. These like uh, the Patrick Flanagan things, or it's you uh, them, or? Uh, my associate Paul makes them. All right. uh, the echo drop so we use that and lastly I, I use a device either echo device or a living water device to produce enough hydrogen uh, in addition okay and yeah so it's important to, to hear that uh, Tyler LeBaron um, who's, who's arguably one of the better read individuals that's presenting the research out of Japan on over 500 clinical studies now verifying uh, the importance of molecular hydrogen and the intervention. And Dave Astry just started looking at, I was already deeply entrenched in it. I was looking at water devices. I was looking at uh, novel ways with tablets to introduce uh, molecular hydrogen. Uh, the, the latest ones I call the ultimate antioxidant, very, very effective, very potent. And um, I, I see that it does seem to play a role in reducing oxidative stress or free radical damage, as I've observed under the, under the microscope. But let's go a little bit further, see what for, else. For you, if you're listening, you never heard of this. It turns out that your, uh, your body uses like nitric oxide, which you might have heard of, like beet juice and all that. But hydrogen is kind of the next nitric oxide where we're just discovering it really matters as a signaling molecule for quenching free radicals. And it does it on a selective basis. It's kind of cool. So you'll hear more from me about that this year and everyone else probably in the health field this, this year. So. Okay, so he, he mentions the uh, nitric oxide coming from beets. I have a beet vitality product. I, I was working and learning with uh, Nathan Bryant, and I had a product uh, in the early days that had uh, nitric oxide producing uh, capabilities. But now he's saying, Dave is, uh, and I agree that molecular hydrogen, uh, all the health experts are going to be talking more and more about it because it's proving to have. Uh, quite a bit of efficacy. Molecular hydrogen plays a big role in reducing uh, inflammation and oxidative stress and free radical damage, which I've been studying for a better part of 40 years. So it's interesting that Dave Asprey is uh, catching up to on, on the science. Uh, it, I like what some of the things that we're talking about here. This is kind of my favorite segment of it. Now that we've kind of dispelled the diet issue that we're talking about uh, essentially what he likes to call biohacks. I talk about the long-term and the short-term science of what it takes to be in great health and, and sustain a long quality life. Let's, let's go further, see what he has to say. I, I think in summary, you know, the things to do is to uh, continue to fortify the adrenals, make yeah. sure uh, you, you balance and maintain good, healthy thyroid levels. Okay, so I'm giving a summary of what uh, 
not just Dave, but people in general should do, balance the adrenals, uh, make sure your thyroid levels are healthy levels, get uh, not only a thyroid panel, but get a free T3 test that measures the bioactive form of, thi of thyroid. Very, very important. So uh, let, let's continue on here with the discussion that I'm summarizing. Uh, there's probably about 20 different uh, protein peptides and hormones that really need to be looked at to get into really optimum yeah. state. And uh, doing that together with um, identifying the delayed food allergy. If it was me, I would do an ALA test to send it off okay. for 184 I, foods. I've done ALCAT, Prime, I've prime done test Alcat, for delayed. Cyrex, a bunch of them. And Sage Medical is another okay. one. I've done split samples where I've actually drawn and sent yeah. from the same draw to four different labs. Does it work? Yeah, because okay. then I can see which ones fall in the same range. You're allergic right. to all three labs and which ones fall out of the, 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 the I, range. I tend to avoid this. He mentioned Cyrex Lab. Uh, I'll have to look up that and put post my comments in the show notes. Uh, I've used, in comparison, uh, Sage Medical, Dr. Dan Danatelli, uh, NIH, uh, who, who's done some review of food compatibility. I've looked at Monarch uh, program uh, under a microscope evaluation, which takes quite a bit of sophistication that even Dr. Dan Danatelli admits is, is a very elegant way to look, although it's just too time-consuming. Uh, ALCAT test uh, is another, and ALA test and food inflammatory test, those two last tests are done out of Boston that we currently do at this time. Uh, now let's see what Dave has to say. Stuff I'm allergic to that I know about pretty yeah. darn religiously, and, and it makes a huge difference. And if you're listening, you don't know, you, you might want to do all that. All right, question from Patricia. How do you find a doctor locally to do all these tests? Oh, uh, <laughs> locally. Maybe? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I know who the best ones are. I'll post mm -hmm. some, some guys up there for you here this week at nickdelgado.com. Right, and you, uh, you can find some really good guys that know this stuff well. Awesome. There's a yeah, so James Lorenz in uh, Michigan. Uh, there's only a few I can, I can really tell you are doing some, some good work with this. Uh, blood morphology is kind of a unique uh, specialty and uh, I'm encouraging everyone to check uh, our microscope online course to learn more about it so uh, let, let, let's go a little further here handful so what I'm gonna do now because they're just turning the lights out for us <laughs> is uh, I'm gonna end the the podcast I'll answer some questions for you on here too it's not even a podcast or anything it's uh, whatever Facebook live um, you've already seen the background here but there's Nick Delgado there's his, his info published some books What's going and, uh, on I've got a new book on estrogen doms coming out oh, nice. uh, after January I mean it's a, this is like one of the leaders in the anti-aging field to be Thank you. perfectly honest so the guy whose work is, is pretty is pretty famous so when you guys so that's really cool I mean he said uh, Dave uh, commented uh, that Nick Delgado is one of the leading experts in the anti-aging field. I, I thank you very much for the comment. I hope I didn't come across too strongly on my assessment of what my observations are, but we all have to seek the truth. We have to know, you know, what information can we trust? How do we go about using this information? And what can you do to be your very best on a day-to-day -day basis? And short-term and long-term, what doctors can you trust and who's giving the right advice about diet, health, and exercise? So, 
you know, with something so complex as health, there, there's so many different uh, theories, but uh, that's what I've dedicated my life to. Uh, even Dave acknowledged that I'm one of the leaders in the industry. So I'd love to sit down with Dave and educate him a little bit more. Or I extend my time uh, wherever possible. I'm excited to hook up again with Dr. John McDougall. He wants me to fly up and visit with him. Uh, Joel Furman's another good friend. And uh, I won't say friend, but a, a good researcher and scientist. And, uh, you know, people like uh, Caldwell Esselstein, uh, the work that he's done, and T. Colin Campbell, uh, the plant-based whole food people, uh, Dr. Ron Rothenberg in his search for ideal hormonal balance. Uh, there's some really great leaders in this whole area. So uh, if you just subscribe to uh, the YouTube channel, go to nickdelgado.com nickdelgado.com and you can register for some coming events and also you can click on the youtube icon and subscribe so let's see any last final words from dave to learn this stuff people are asking about uh sermorelin. you got any thoughts on sermorelin? we'll take one question before we go uh yeah the, the smaller protein fragments uh ghr2 ghr6 1 through 134 they do stimulate the release of your own growth hormone yeah. i think they're good uh, I, I think uh, AOD uh, 96 is, is really effective. Okay. Uh, it's closer to the strand of 191. So uh, there's about 10 different ones that I'm experimenting with and researching. I've been looking at this. Australians were way ahead of us. Oh, yeah. And uh, folostatin, that's an interesting, okay. unique peptide. So uh, There's a whole wave of peptides <laughs> and, and selective androgen receptor modulators, which... Uh, what do you think about SARMs? I, I just read about those. Uh, I, I like SARMs, too. It okay. stimulates the release of your own testosterone. Do you use them? I have, uh, I probably tried about everything out there. You and me both. <laughs> because my goal is to be the ultimate in uh, anti-aging, be the oldest man in history to have sex on his 130th birthday and keep going. So my, my goal is 180 plus, So my, my, yeah. but I'm younger than you. So do you think I'll, do you think I'll make it? I think we'll both make it. I think you can do 130, absolutely. And I only said because like, the speed of technology change over the next 20 years is going to give me an, an unfair advantage over you. Uh -huh. But 130 is not unreasonable. You guys hear that? 62 years old, he's looking at, at 130, and he spent 40 years looking at this stuff. That is actually legit. That's not my end point. That's when yeah. I have sex yeah. on my 130 plus, right. Oh, you, know, you, mean, you mean die of having sex. That's not what we're going to do here. We're talking no, about I'm going to die of having sex. I'm, I'm going to continue <laughs> but, to but live. But if you are going to die, it's not a bad way to yeah, that's a good way to go if you are. Might as well that last breath. It's going to be a good one, right? Uh, on that lovely note, with one of the top experts in anti-aging, you can count on Bulletproof to just take it to the very baseline there. All right. I'll, I'll see all of you later. Uh, just make sure you follow uh, on or whatever, say, notify me of these things, because you're going to see about two more of these with like top experts because I'm at the show and I'm giving a talk here. So this, this is just a neat opportunity to learn from top people in the field. Wow, guys. Um, I hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, kind of a lot, a lot of inside talk about advanced therapy and research. Uh, it, it, it's my pleasure to, to have shared this uh, segment with you because anti-aging is here to stay. We all want to learn how to live longer and a better quality life. The question is, are you doing what it takes? Are you following the guidelines? You know, what, what, what is it that... Uh, is going to set those of you who want to accomplish these goals is really delving into the science and studying like I have over 1000 interviews that I've done and posted over the last uh, 10 years over my 40 year career. I'm not here to brag to you. I'm here to tell you that that's why I brought Dave Asprey on this YouTube channel because I wanted to sort through. There's some really valuable things he's saying and some things that are completely 
uh, not verified by the actual clinical lab results. And I'd love Dave to come forward and show us his current lab work. I'll bring my equipment to him. I'll fly to wherever he's at. Um, I will be at the American Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine here in Las Vegas coming up uh, December. Uh, this year, I won't have a booth, but I'll be available to talk and interview and meet with people. So this is Dr. Nick Delgado. Be strong, be well. It's been a pleasure and uh, love you all. Hey guys, I got to tell you, the new coaching program has come out and we're excited about the coaching program because the coaching program is at nickdelgado.com. We'd love to help to guide you, to coach you on your health journey. And now you can apply for the special coaching program. And you can also get our special book, Immune Rejuvenation. Just leave your name and email and you're going to get one of the best books written on this whole subject. We are excited to know, Anna, and I got to tell you that, you know, the whole idea of immune rejuvenation has come.